This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we wrap up the gospel according to St. Luke with the resurrection, on the road to Emmaus, stay with us, touch and see, and you are witnesses. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word and call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar, let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. For our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace from above, for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the giver of all that is good, by your holy inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding, accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
The epistle reading from 1 Peter chapter 3. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. This is the word of the Lord. According to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. 
In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our sermon this morning is our gospel reading from the 14th chapter of John. Jesus understands better than anyone else that when it comes to love, words simply aren't enough. Real love is supported by proof. And this is what Jesus is talking about in our reading from John this morning. It's the night before Good Friday. Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. It won't be longer before they all leave for the Garden of Gethsemane. There, there will be betrayal and arrest. But in the meantime, Jesus is making the best of this opportunity to instruct his disciples in some very important truths. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. That's the very thing that Jesus demonstrated in his own life. Jesus didn't go around talking about love. He proved it. He proved it all of the time when Satan attacked him in the wilderness over 40 days, tempting him with offers of instant gratification, a victory without a cross, and with all of the treasures of the world. None of it could shake the love that Jesus had for his heavenly Father. And the proof was his obedience to him. Jesus kept 
the commandments all of the time. He didn't act like we sometimes do. He didn't cave. He did not surrender. He didn't back down or compromise when it came to obedience. Jesus didn't try to alter or change the commandments of God. And he didn't look for loopholes to avoid doing what God wants done. Jesus was serious about obedience because he was serious about love. He was found in the appearance of a man and he humbled himself and he was obedient to death on a cross for us. And there is no greater proof of love than this, than obeying the Father's will to lay down his life as a sacrifice for sinners. This kind of love isn't just talk. It isn't empty words either. Here is love that forgives us for all of the times that we have fallen short of proving our love by keeping the commandments of God. Here's love, love that forgives us for all of the times, every single time that words simply haven't been enough. Here's love that cancels our record of failed love and disappointing love and ruined love. Jesus has given proof of his love for us by offering his perfectly obedient and sinless life as a sacrifice on the cross for us in our place. God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Where our love has sometimes failed, God's love in Jesus Christ for us has succeeded. We have a Savior who has proved conclusively, once and for all, His love for us. And now, because loving is such difficult business, Jesus has done something wonderful for us. He's given us the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us and empower us and enable us to love. Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. We can talk about love, but to love and to keep it up day after day after day after day after day, well, frankly, that's hard work. It isn't easily done. Love is patient. It's kind. Love doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It isn't proud or rude or self-seeking or easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love doesn't even get even when slandered or reviled. And love doesn't seek to even the score when one has suffered for doing what is right and what is good. Love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It rejoices with the truth. It protects and it trusts. It hopes. Love perseveres. It doesn't fail. To love like this is a rare thing. In a Peanuts comic strip, 
Charlie Brown is talking with Linus. And Charlie says, if I ever had to choose a way to die, I would like it to be by poison. How about you, Linus? Linus replies, I would like to be killed by loving kindness. And Charlie Brown says, yes, that would be a good way to die. But poison is much easier to get. That's why Jesus has left us the helper, the spirit of truth. Loving is such hard business that we all need help. On our own, we don't have the power to get it done. But with the helper, with the helper, it's an entirely different story. Now in the ancient world, a helper was someone called in to help another person. He might be an advocate called in to plead someone else's case. He might be an expert called to give advice in a difficult situation. Whatever the case may be, the helper's work was to come in and strengthen people so that they could cope with whatever was going on in life. In our case, Jesus gives us the spirit of truth, the helper not to remove all the obstacles and the barriers that make it difficult and challenging and even painful to love. He gives us the spirit to give us the courage and the power to love. He gives us the spirit who makes us strong to overcome barriers to love, who imparts wisdom to help us love in difficult situations, who encourages us when we're tempted to give up on love. When words aren't enough, the Spirit, the Helper, is there to empower us so that we can prove our love. And as we do this by the Holy Spirit's power, Jesus makes a promise. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. Jesus' enemies thought that they had seen the last of him on Good Friday, and none of them saw him after he rose from the dead. But the disciples did. With their own eyes, they saw that they had not been left as orphans. Seeing the risen Christ was their own guarantee that they too would triumph over death through faith in him. When words aren't enough, when we struggle to prove our love, when we stumble and disappoint God and others and even ourselves, Jesus has given us a promise. The promise is this. We aren't alone. We have not been abandoned as orphans in a world that strives to hinder faith and love. The risen Christ is present here in our midst. He's present to forgive and to restore. He's present to comfort and strengthen. And in his own good time, he will lead us from this world to the Heavenly Father's house where there are no barriers to love.
Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. In our prayers, we remember seminarian David and Brandy Gray as they mourn the death of their unborn child. Let us pray for the Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. You have done marvelous things, Lord God, through the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Send your spirit of truth so that a countless number might be convicted of their sin and come to belief in the resurrected Lord. Lord, in your mercy, help us to reach out to those in need, especially the lonely and the destitute. Comfort them with your presence and help us to make known to them your love, so that they may find opportunity to rejoice in your holy consolation and praise your saving name. Lord, in your mercy, you strengthen our faith, O God, and promise to wipe away every tear from our eyes. Be with all those who are ill, give them patience in their affliction, and heal them in accordance with your will. Comfort those who grieve, including the Gray family, and turn their sorrow into joy as they continue to live in your resurrection light. Lord, in your mercy. Grant your blessings, O Lord, upon the industry of our land, with employers who show fairness to their employees, and workers who demonstrate honesty and integrity in their labor. Protect all those who work the soil and bless the labor of their hands, that the land may bring forth a bountiful harvest to supply all our needs. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, according to the multitude of your loving kindness, hear us as we bring our needs and concerns, our prayers and thanksgivings before you. that what we have asked we may receive by your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and at all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us, when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally, because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. All who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. By his death, he has redeemed us from bondage to sin and death. And by his resurrection, he has delivered us into new life in him. Grant us to keep the feast in sincerity and truth faithfully eating his body given into death and drinking his life's blood poured out for our salvation until we pass through death to the promised land of life eternal. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is a New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ is risen.